Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way everyone. Welcome back to Children of Erte. We're so excited to have you here. And uh, first, as usual, we will kick it over to Adam for our sponsors. We have Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Thank you so much for your support. And if you're joining from the game, thank you for coming over. Stay a while and watch. <laughs> and uh, we do have an Electrum chest that is bouncing around in chat, or you can grab the code there Actually, the chest itself is not bouncing around. That would be pretty cool if we could figure that out. But there's a code for the chest that you can input for that free Electrum chest. Thank you, Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We also have Die Hard Dice, who has supplied our crew. And here we go. I like this one, actually. With possibility providers. Possibility providers. We've made it all the way to the P's here. So possibility (laughs) providers. And you can grab 10% off your purchase at Die Hard Dice with the code Erte. We will also be giving away a gift card in chat. So uh, stay tuned for that. And then finally, tonight, you will hear the dulcet tones of Sirenscape. Because epic games need epic sound i'm adam bradford the cdo at demon plane and i am playing silas jordan i don't have any com- uh, further commentary on him i'm just playing silas jordan <laughs> hi everyone i'm alicia marie and i'm alicia marie body on socials socials it is that's a lot of crazy it's been a long day it's been a long day um uh, I'm a creative artist and a costumer, so being that it's October and a few, well, a couple weeks from Halloween, I am in a special kind of hell, happy <laughs> hell sort of situation. Um, Tuesdays, you can find me here on the Dummy Plane channel for Children of Verite. On Monday nights, you can find me on the Glass Cannon Network for Voyages of the Jump, which is a traveler um, RPG. And then on Fridays, we have a Radiant Citadel with Radiant Stories with Lauren Irvin as our um, DM and also with Jen Dream Wisp. Tonight, I'll be playing Bruce Armstrong, Rope Holder, and Lawyer. <laughs> excellent I Rope Holder. Sorry. <laughs> An excellent Agreed. Rope Holder. At law. Older at law. I love it. You want that now at the end of your name after whatever title you put in. Yep. Rope holder Esquire. Yes. Thank you. I love it. Oh my gosh. We're really punchy tonight. Punchy. It's going to be a punchy one tonight. It's going to be great. Hello. I 
am Jen Kretschmer. You can find me on Twitter as at DreamWisp. You can find me streaming on Twitch as DreamWisp Jen. Mondays, I'm on my channel. Tuesdays, I am here. Fridays, I am part of Radiant Stories. Also, right now, I am one of the authors and voice actors who is part of Anansi's Tapestry of Lives, yeah. which is NeverEnding's book. We have more than 85 different creatives involved, NPCs for all of your games. It's system agnostic. We have voice actors who are doing their intro monologues. It's really, really cool. Please go check it out. We're really, really proud of what we have created. So, And today, I am playing your friendly neighborhood troublemaker, Maeve Morgan Flynn. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the content coordinator over at Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. You can find me on Twitter as Obolorin. You can find me doing a lot of the same stuff that Alicia and Jen are doing. And it, it pleases me every single week when they talk about all that stuff because they say it way better than I can. Uh, tonight I'm playing Neb, who is really happy that Feruza is so good at being rope holder at law. Mm. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hope Lavelle. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle. I'm a motion capture performer by day and by night. I am uh, Mrs. Adventuring <laughs> Granny for Hire, Robin Beckett. <laughs> Silas is going to pay her bunches of money. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Getting business cards with these made, right? <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Granny for Hire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I am Deborah Ann Wool. I'm your storyteller for the evening. Um, and I have a podcast, Truest Blood. Check it out if you love uh, HBO's True Blood. Um, and I'm an actor and a writer and a D&D enthusiast. So here we are. Thank you, players and Josh and everyone at home for being here today. Let's get cozy and settle in for the 23rd chapter of Children of Verte, which Silas is very excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Silas, is the best number. Silas, is, Silas is not aware that this is the 33rd, 23rd chapter. Where is he? Where, Where is, is he? he? In his heart. Uh, don't we all, aren't we all the main character <laughs> in our lives? Um, so where we left off last week, we had uh, a lovely retrospective kind of time as, as each of our characters descended down the crevasse uh, into the deepest le level of this mine, as far as you know. Uh, and yes, Feruza, you were up at the top holding onto the rope bravely, uh, making sure that everyone else got down safely. Now, they did secure it to the piton up there, so it is secured for you to climb down. It's just that you will fall a little farther should you uh, make a misstep than the others. Uh, but they are all down. They give a tug on the rope to let you know that it's safe, and you can begin your descent. Okay. So Feruza is sort of, the whole time she's holding the rope. <laughs> and I mean, a couple times she felt a, a, little, a couple of tugs and for a minute she doubted, can I really hold this rope? You know, mm. it's really important to wrap her. But then right away, as sure as she was the day she graduated top of her class at Harvard, as sure as she was that she was going to get a junior attorney position at Whithead and Watkins in New York City, she knew she was going to be able to hold that rope uh, for her friends to go down. She didn't even have to roll for it. She knew. <laughs> as soon as she feels the tug, she sort of leans over and she's like, you guys ready? Yeah, come on down. We've got cheese. No, we don't really. We've just been talking about it. All right. We have gonna... cheese. <laughs> Silas 
We don't even know what day of the week it is. What are you talking about? I want to emphasize, it takes like a second for the sound to reach each of you through this like 90 foot chasm. 90 feet. Had. All right. She's going to make sure that, you know, the, the piton uh -huh. is secure. Like, double check again, um, you know, as Robin uh -huh. taught them to do and be. And she's going to throw one long leg over and start <laughs> climbing down. And sort of as she's making this descent mm -hmm. into the the cave, like super slow because yeah. it, it is, sure it is a rush. very dark, narrow passage. Now you're quite skinny. So for you sort of sliding <laughs> through this, you're able to fit, but you do, you know, these extra long limbs that now you seem to have acquired do feel a little foreign to you. And you do feel kind of like a like a daddy long legs, a long legged <laughs> creature yeah. climbing through this space. Sort of. And she's like, you know, she's, you know, thinking to herself, I've, I've never been athletic. You know, people used to ask me if, if I played basketball, I've never been strong. So this is, this is a, it's a lot of fun for her, like yeah. ex exploring this newfound strength. So she's sort of loving it and, and seeing like these, like sort of like the hints of muscle that are just sort of showing themselves in her forearms as she mm. goes down. And while she's climbing, she sort of lets her mind drift because yeah. she realizes that she can. And she's like, you know, why? I mean, yes, it's a, it's a beautiful moose. Why do I like it so much? She's like, why do I feel like I have a connection to something? Yes, it's majestic. It's white. It's big. It's, 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 it's odd. My friend never spoke to it, but what is this? Why? I was like, it has these beautiful, and right as she says that to her, in her, in her head, yeah. she realizes that these moose's eye, the moose's eyes sort of remind her of something. Hmm. And she realizes there, the eyes remind her of Frederick's eyes, her bird back in New York City. And she's like, that moose has Frederick's eyes. That's so weird. I mean, they're kind of gold with those like copper bronze flecks in them. Yeah. She's like, no. And she just keeps climbing. And then she's like, and she, so it, she allows her mind to wander back to thinking about New York City and her job and how much she loves working. And, you know, she's like, wow, I, I'm going to have such a story for them. And then she starts thinking about why she became an attorney and why she became the type of attorney she is, which is foster care. And then she starts thinking about her bird again. And she's like, the bird, the bird's eyes, she's like, the connection. She goes, I remember being home, coming home from work or coming home for lunch or something. And this bird was like sitting on her windowsill. Hmm. She's like, someone let an umbrella cockatoo out and she puts signs up because those birds are expensive. She puts signs up everywhere. And she's like, did anyone lose an umbrella cockatoo? And no one ever came forward. No one, people just shook their head when, when they would ask. So Frederick became her bird. One thing that always sort of pulled her in about this bird was first of all, it just it must have been meant for her because yeah. it appeared on her window so out of nowhere. It barks like a dog, which is strange in the first place. <laughs> But there was something about the bird's eyes that kept her sort of like, um, I don't know, enthralled. But she like, it's, it's just odd for a bird to have any color in its eyes whatsoever. It's bizarre. So as she's climbing, she's just thinking about things, thinking about that. And then 
she's reminded about something. Something else, something a little bit deeper than just the moose with the cool eyes and the bird that just appeared on her windowsill with the cool eyes. She became a lawyer because she wanted to reform foster care because she believed something happened to her younger sister, Samiris. And that's something she always kept sort of in her heart. But I think just being in these surroundings with these people she's never met before and all these things that she's putting her body through, part of her mind opens and a memory sort of unlocks and it causes her to like almost let go of the rope. She remembers sitting across from the, the woman, Miss Priscilla, sitting her down and holding her hand. Miss Priscilla was telling her about the family that was going to adopt her and make her their daughter. And she said, but what about Samiris? She has to come with me. And Miss Priscilla took her hand and said, it's time for you to be the girl you were supposed to be and the woman you're meant to be. You have to do this by yourself. Remember, Samiris will always be here, but she's not meant to go any further than this because Feruza, deep down inside, realizes that Samiris was an imaginary friend. She was a concoction of a young girl who went through a really traumatic experience of losing her parents. And because of that, you know, the school said, just, just let her have, just let her have this. Let her have this imaginary friend, let her have this imaginary sister, because look at what happened to this girl. But when she was ready to get adopted, that's when Miss Priscilla said, well, maybe we should, you know, help her remember. This is something that as she's climbing down the rope, Bruce is realizing. Like, I think she's just like, I always knew it, but there was something that was not allowing her to see it. So as she's descending almost to the bottom, she's reminded that I was doing this for myself, but yes, I was doing this for myself. And that Samiris was really just, um, a part of who Feruza was, her personality. And um, creating Samiris was part of her journey and it was part of what she was supposed to do. And I think at that moment, she sort of gets like, I don't know, there's something's bolstered inside of her. And then she gets to the bottom and she looks and I guess she sees the other four. And when you guys well, see they're, her- They're below you. So as you come me. to the end there before, you know, when this, okay. this gasp, comes over you as this memory comes back and almost makes you, you know, lose your, your, your footing. And then what do you see in Miss Priscilla's face as she asks you to let go of Samira's? At first, Fruza just sort of frowns and shakes her head like she doesn't want to hear it. But Farooza's a smart girl. And when she looks up at Miss Priscilla, her eyes are shining with unshed tears. And Miss Priscilla, with a smile on her face, just sort of takes her hand and says, you're meant, this is where you're supposed to be. Samiris would want you 
to go and be who you're supposed to be. Right, Feruza? This is what your mom and dad would want. You're way more, you are way more than you think you are. And you can do this, right? And Feruza was a little girl then, but maybe she's an old soul. I don't know, <laughs> but. Give me an insight check. Okay. Nine. Nine. Mm -hmm. As your little girl Feruza looks up at the face of this woman who has cared for you, has loved you, all you can tell looking at her face is that the love is real. She's excited for you and your new life, but she has a secret. Little girl Feruza, all she can sort of glean out of Miss Priscilla's face is that there's something she isn't telling you. And that look has haunted you in a way your whole life. It didn't feel big or scary, but you've always remembered it. Which is what makes her leaving me that ticket all the more bizarre. I don't know why I was afraid to ask her Maybe the answers are here. Maybe. As you come to that conclusion, your feet sort of lose their footing as you, you reach the bottom of this crevice and you can see there's still 20 feet below you between uh, the mm -hmm. ceiling of this cavern and your friends on the ground below. Uh, but the rope is still there. Um, give me a strength saving throw, please. Oh no. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Oh. 23. 23! So as your feet, you know, lose grip, you hold on tight, swinging freely, but holding your whole body and just hand over hand, like, you know, the, the nightmare gym class come to life, but you are a superhero and you just glide yourself down, landing soft-footed next to the rest of the party. You know what, you guys? I... Honestly, and she just looks at each one of her new friends. I honestly have no idea what we're doing here. And I have no idea why we all got on that train. And I have absolutely no idea why we're at the bottom of a cave right now. <laughs> but I do know something. I know that we were all supposed to be here for some reason. But we were all supposed to be here. I totally agree. agree. Let's through them uh, with their headlamps and some of the reflection again of the sort of phosphorescent organisms and ice and things around you. The other thing you notice, Feruza, is it is freezing cold down here. It was as soon as you kind of went past that crevice into the space, you felt the chill sort of rise up your spine. 
But looking around here and just getting a peek through the kind of trees of stalagmites here, you see a huge frozen underwater lake with a wooden dock leading out about 10 feet into the middle, towards the middle. This looks safe. I would like to think I learned a lot from the last time we encountered <laughs> ice-covered stuff. But all I really learned was that frostbite is bad. Does anyone see a, a thing we're supposed to do or a boat? Well, you know what they say. What? Get a closer look. <laughs> and Maeve's going to head Who over. Who says on that? that? <laughs> I have heard so many people say that, yeah. Maeve. Miss Robin. Yeah. <laughs> Maeve, as you step out onto the wooden dock, it is, it's a little slippery. There's frost on the ground as you sort of step out onto it. It's only about a foot above the ice, which you can sort of look down into and see it's full of cracks, sort of scattered um, cracks throughout the space, uh, creating these kind of large ice flows that are sort of bolted together. Um, Yeah. Uh, looking at the cracks, I'm going to go back. I got to find my what I'm looking for to make sure I'm doing this. <laughs> um, does there seem to be one in particular that seems to stick out in any way um, that seems particularly identifiable? Give me an investigation check, please. Okay. And I help with that because I would have sure. also been like, so if you step out. out with with Maeve, we'll add your uh, intelligence. Um, uh, it's a plus three as, all right. as I'm ooing and odding at everything. <laughs> Pointing things out. 23. 23. So standing at the edge of this dock, there's a couple of things you notice. One is that the cracks in the ice at first glance, although they appear organic, seem to make kind of a grid formation I was hoping across this uh <laughs> frozen lake um you can see that it is this is fairly thin ice uh it does not look terribly stable to you and the main thing you notice and this will be maybe where neb helps out a little bit neb points out towards the very center of this lake where there is a particularly large ice flow bigger than all of the other ones um it's, you know, it's a good little ways away out there. Um, and it does seem to have kind of, it seems sturdier, larger, more frozen solid right there in the middle. I need to clarify, what is an ice flow? Uh, basically an iceberg, you know, like a flat, okay. so, you know, the it, thing that- Meaning uh, it's, not, it's not a flat sheet of ice. Uh, it's it, broken. It's a broken, yes. So essentially it's like- um, so we can fall through the cracks. It's like a, a little, almost like a little floating island. Yes, of. like little floating islands of ice <laughs> that are in okay. a grid formation. <laughs> and the, the cracks between them, yes, have a little bit of, of uh, you know, water peeking through from there. The cracks are thin. Um, okay. But, but you know, you notice that a, a lot of these ice sheets are, are, are pretty fragile. May I look at the... It, on the dock, is there any indication, like, is there anything carved into it or drawn on Investigation it? Investigation check, please. Okay. 
Nebby went out over there. Yeah, I feel like at this point I've I've got my fire fist going. Okay, great. And I'm Helping with some light. Okay, yeah. it's a twenty-one. A twenty-one. Um, you see at the very end of the dock, kind of over the edge, as you sort of you know lean your head over the side on the side, it is carved Steve into the wood. And you know what? With a twenty-one, with a twenty-one, I'll even offer. Um, that on the the stone wall, not too far away, maybe 10 feet off to the side, you think you can see some carvings. You can't identify them from over here. They're covered in frost. Uh, but you see carvings that look somewhat similar to the things you've been finding around the cave. Oh, let's go. So, Silas is just going to light up a, a ring mm -hmm. um, and, and green light just kind of mm -hmm. pours into the thing. And he's just yes. going to start walking yeah. around the... The side. 100% looks like Krypton. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then Silas, under his breath, is like, man, this is like the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> what was that? Fortress of Solitude and maybe some stuff like Yeah, shaking. bats. <laughs> you fly around, a couple of stalactites fall. Uh, one of them will crash into the into the uh, the the lake in front of you, smashing an ice flow on the far side. But you can see right then how delicate uh, these uh, flows are. When, uh, my when, bad. When Maeve found Steve carved, yeah. is it? I don't know if this makes any difference, but you said you, we had to look over yep. onto it. Yep. Is it carved in so that? It would be upside down if we were standing on the lake. Yes, it is. Okay. Upside down and and backwards for the <laughs> for normal viewing. But yes, as you lean over, it's as if it was carved by someone doing the same motion that you are doing. Okay, we know we're on the right track. Also, now we know we need to not be loud. Uh, I, I think there's something over there. And I'll point to where the carvings are. Mm -hmm. uh, over here. And Silas is just going to kind of shine the light as best he can over there. Cool. Yeah. As you kind of move that around to give it different angles and things, you are able to kind of uh, light up the ice so that you can see it more clearly. And Josh, let's share with everyone the uh, final, I forget what I titled it. You know what Yay. I'm looking for. <laughs> and we'll send it off to everybody. Um, essentially, on this wall, you see up at the top, written, Steve, putting, Steve, sorry, Steve. Twitter. Oh, Did where I'm are we getting it? He's working on it. <laughs> I will describe yeah. it. You'll see it very soon. Um, but you see in a, in a line across the, stop, the top, it says Steve, 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 Steve. It's written Steve four times. Below that, it says one, two, three, four, and lines. Um, so you, you know, you sort of, uh, recognize this as potentially the clues you have already solved, um, but it's offering you the, uh, Vigneri <laughs> scale to kind of offer it. So there we go. Steve, 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 Steve. Um, okay. This man really loved his name. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't realize we were going to have to before. fill in a test on a wall. Do we think we actually uh, have to carve this in? I, or I think we have the answer we're looking for here. Uh, so on the one, I would like to type in, or uh, mm -hmm. write in. Um, let me just make sure there's nothing I'm missing here. 
uh, skip to step L. All right. So you'll, you can find, make your way along through the trees of stalactites to kind of get over there and, you know, brush away some of the frost to kind of get in there. Um, are you going to carve it? Are you going to write it with pencil? What's your plan? Uh, it's carved right into the wall. This is carved. Yes. I think I'm actually just going to write it. Okay. Uh, you have a, you have a pen or a pencil or something. Sure, or a lip liner, whatever. Great, with lip liner, yeah. I love it. What color Robin is your lip has liner? Some. Nude, probably. <laughs> okay, so but it's a, winter. A my, I have a couple. Yeah, <laughs> you have a beige lip liner. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, as you go in and you write, skip two, step L on the top. It mm -hmm. seems to sort of soak into the stone, of the absorbed. Oh, that was really cool. So what? You have magic <laughs> lip liner. Yes. Oh, or Amara. it's a magic wall. Makeup is magic. <laughs> Didn't you know? I mean, she's not wrong there. I've never been able to figure attention. out how to get it to work, but I know that that is real world magic. But no, I think this is a magic wall. Do uh, it again. On this, this, okay. On the second line, I'll write skip one turn L. It also seems to soak into the stone. I mean, we wouldn't really know if it's a magic wall or magic lip liner unless we tried the lip liner somewhere else. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> it's expensive. Uh <laughs> well, if it's magic, we don't want to waste it. Yeah, we have a couple. Uh, third line, I'm going to write in skip tree, don't slip. Soaks into the granite. And fourth, turn our step skip. As that soaks in, there's a little pulse of light, not unlike you saw on Steve the statue, <laughs> this little pulse of light. And it then catches your attention that on that large ice flow in the very center of the lake, there's another pulse of light. And you think you see a reflected shard of mirror <gasps> stuck in the ice frozen solid. You did it. Ooh. We did it. That, you see that, right? There has to be a catch. How, how far away is that out there? Um, <laughs> like 60 feet. Perfect. Never. <laughs> no. Maybe like, well, like 60, <laughs> well, 60, I just counted it. So, well, no. Okay. From the end of the dock, mm -hmm. 60 feet. 60 feet. Because it's in the middle of this large ice, but it is frozen solid in the ice. But yes, yeah, 60 feet from the end of the dock. It's frozen solid in the ice. Well, I think it's time. Time for what, Robin? Time to dance. <laughs> you know, skip two, loo-loo, slap oh. leather. This is, this is it. This is it. So who's okay, going where do to we do start? It? I'm so, afraid uh, I'm going to be too heavy for this. I'm happy to go if you want me to. But... Maeve, you have been figuring out this puzzle so thus far. Maybe if you feel brave enough, why not? Give it a go. We believe in you. All right. At the end of the dock. Yes. Uh, pressing, sort of, can I... Can I take out one of my cane, like take out my cane and open yeah, it up and press absolutely. on on the different nearby mm -hmm. ice flows to see if I can find myself a starting place that's not going to immediately crash? Yes. Through. So as you tap on all of the ice flows that are directly around this dock, they all shatter immediately. What? Good thing we checked. 
Yeah, good thing I didn't step down there. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there must be one that's solid, and that's our starting place. Uh, is, there, is, is any of them look I different? mean, does any of it spell Jehovah? Uh, but it starts with an I? <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Uh, Maeve, the first line is skip two, so maybe the first two bits are all going to be bad. And well, that's quite a leap, third. wouldn't it be? That's at least 10 feet. Yeah. I mean, I'm just making a guess. Can you can you try the second like the second line of ice, I guess? How far uh, does your cane reach? Step out. It's probably I mean, it's waist height. It's probably like three and three feet, three and a half feet. So yeah, unfortunately mm-hmm. you can't you can't reach you you know, you can reach the ice flow right in front of the dock, but you can't quite reach the one that's five feet away. Are there any that. heavier rocks anywhere around us? Sure. So Silas is going to stretch out his hand and float up one of the heaviest rocks that he can see, 50, gotcha. 60 pounds. Oh boy, yeah. And he is going <laughs> to move it to the first one that he comes to that's uh-huh. in that second row uh-huh. and drop it down on it. So um there's so we'll the say one left. there the wait. So there's the one Maeve sort of killed all the flows right around the dock. Right. And yeah. you want to go one past what one past did? that, yeah. And I am just going to drop the rock on the first one I see to the left. Uh, so it's like a grid. So are you going straight out from the dock? Yeah, sorry. So no worries. So mm. how many did she do in front of the dock? I mean, she did the one directly in front of the dock and okay. the ones along the side. Right. So I will just go t- turning to the left of gotcha. whatever second round of them would be okay. and i want to drop the rock on the first one there i mean it it crashes through okay oh i'm going to keep <laughs> dropping Here. rocks until i yes. see one that holds the rock so everything 10 feet so you know mave crushed everything five feet out mm-hmm. you crush everything 10 feet out in this you know in the semicircle going out oh no this this is what what okay, I thought. Okay, so go skip two. Yeah, skip two, and do the the one on the left. I mean, how so, how how was Steve gonna get over there? I mean, that's like <laughs> I mean Michael, Michael Jordan couldn't make it across that. Well, we've got a Feruza. Can I get over there? <laughs> I don't the first know. thing I'm thinking is like maybe we can turn that into a bird and give the bird my axe and the axe. Silas is going to keep concentrating uh-huh. and continuing to grab rocks uh-huh. and drop it further and further as okay. long as it takes him to see if one will actually hold a rock. Gotcha. So now the third, con- you know, concentric circle. You're now doing all yeah. the 15 feet out. Um, you find that exactly 10 feet away from the edge of the dock, so directly in front, that flow holds your rock. Once I see that, I'm going to lift a few more rocks and put Uh it on there just to like try to simulate the weight of an actual person. Seems to be holding. Okay. Then I'm going to skip. Uh, I'm going to push them all off. Okay. And they just plop they down. They all the plop down <laughs> into the water beyond uh, beyond that flow. That is a 10-foot jump from the dock what? to land on that. Okay. So Robin's right. We're doing, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're dancing on ice. I think there's a, yeah. there's a whole team that does that all over the country. <laughs> so, so that's the skip two. 
and then we turn to the left yes. and then you probably skip one right. and go forward and then yeah it's going to be like a little so path. if i get a bit of a running start mm -hmm. i can make that jump so um okay. here's here's how i understand yeah. it and you'll have to tell me so it's a 10 foot jump um with 10 feet of movement you can jump the number of feet of your strength score correct oh. yes. normally normally hey love it so this is this is the role we'll play by unless you have features that shift that i do fantastic um, um i will remind you as well jumping on ice has some slippage factor, factors to factor in um, um okay do, so do, do we have I'll any go. treads or anything with us do we have any rope Treads. Let's you have no more rope. rope. You've used like, all your rope to come down. Okay. <laughs> I think we decided that. Um, but uh, you might have some crampons. I I could say you have some uh, some spikes, maybe. Hey, if I can, I'd like to strap those to the, okay. the soles of my shoe. All right. Um, Maeve's going to give this a shot. I'm just uh, putting Maeve, something uh, in chat quickly. That's, that's brilliant. Before you go, we should probably decide. Are we all following you or just a couple of us going oh, no. I'll, oh, I don't know I'll, about that I'll, I've, I've done yeah. the ice skipping as a wolf before we'll, I'll do it again but we'll, I don't want to get in anyone's way it'll give Maeve the chance to you know not all of us need to bombard I think but if she needs help we are right behind you Right behind there, there aren't too many additional jumps, and once Maeve. I've done it do you want me to take a uh, well we don't have a rope anymore mm -hmm. uh You've got well, this. well, what I was well, going to say, Maeve, like I, I do have something that I think will help. Um, a towel. So I, I don't know if you're superstitious. Okay. But I will say that these have made a jump longer than 15 feet before. And you see that I move the Air Jordans out of the bag where they've been reasonably protected. So I, I don't know like if they'll fit your feet. That's not what I'm saying because I don't want you to lose them either. But like, I don't know, like, kind of you know touch them like maybe some yes. of that will rub off on you when you take them out of the bag do they like sparkle and stuff <laughs> I, I i i a little bit of minor illusion <laughs> i will uh I, I don't normally do this particularly with someone's smelly trainers but in this case what is a trainer <laughs> Trainers, like it's a the shoes you wear when you're I mean, working like out. Sneakers? Yeah, sneakers. okay. Yeah, okay, sneakers. Um so New York. But but the thing that I want you like so so as as you're gonna touch these and the luck's gonna roll rub, rub off on you, <laughs> I just want you to remember that Michael Jordan once said that once you leave the ground, you fly. Some people fly longer than others. Oh, I love that. Did he really but, say so you don't silent? forget while you're midair? Yeah, he said it. I, 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 I saw that he wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to catalog that all right. with all the other bad sayings. You guys have taught me this entire time. <laughs> well, we're about to watch Maeve fly, so I, I think it's going to be true. Maeve, I, I think you're going to... I think it's going to be awesome, but I, I will say, thinking about that third line, there is a, a point... Well, the, the uh, line three, three don't three. slip. Mm. Don't slip, Maeve. Yeah, which I, so, I don't think any of us should slip, but that that's a long, long. But time. but seriously, on this, I may have something else that could potentially help. And then right. you see that Silas brings towels, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. out of his bag. Mm-hmm. And he says, so when you get to each, I, I've heard these are ice flows is what, what, what I've heard them be called somehow. Um, but uh, when you get to each of these, maybe you can, you know, dry off your shoes, dry off the place. You know how ice sometimes can like, you know, dry off when you, because that's what happens sometimes when you have your snow cone and you put your napkin mm-hmm. around it and it like sticks to it. So mm-hmm. maybe these towels will help. So they shouldn't weigh you down too much. I've got plenty of them. I was hoping they're, they're monogrammed that at some Starlight point. special. <laughs> so may, maybe they'll help. I think maybe may, by uh, sure. Why not? I'll be a superhero. Ties it around like a cape. <laughs> Yay! And then and then Silas just says, "You've got this." You, you believe you've in got this, and and there's a little bit of inspiration that comes there. Thank you. Neb is gonna walk up and pat you on the, your back cape of towel, <laughs> and she's gonna say, "This is gonna be awesome, and and we'll be here if you need us." But I think you're gonna you're gonna get this. You're and also positive that you're actually making me more scared right now. Okay, okay. We're good. We're so apathetic about this. We don't really care what happens. Neb nice can't cover. She can't hold in her excitement, and she's going to offer the the help that she normally does. And it feels a little more powerful down here. It feels a little more like she can be really specific about the help, and like hold on to that. And mm. she's when she removes her hand, she's going to say, "You're going to be." Strong as a bull, I can I can tell. Mm. Nice. And yeah, you'll have advantage on strength checks. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, baby. Okay. So, Maeve, with your superhero towel, your crampons on your <laughs> shoes, and <laughs> and my flashbacks to the one year that I did track. Yes, flashbacks <laughs> one year. Yeah, I didn't no like it much. The good luck from touching the 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 trainers, the sneakers, um, as well as the warm, you know, hand of uh, Neb on your shoulder, all behind you. <laughs> um, you can attempt this first ten foot jump. Okay. So um, with a 10 so foot I'll take running leap, a running leap and give it a shot. You fly into the air. Uh, you can see that it looks like you're going to be about a foot short until. Oh, <laughs> and then I will. I just sense that. I, I, their, their positivity is rubbing off on me and I am not quite sure what to do with optimism, but we're going to give it a shot. We're going to give um, it a shot. And, uh, I'll reach out and just everything I have, try and streamline myself into this to try and get a little bit more, um, distance using the, what they have, they've given cool. me. You want to roll it? Uh, Sure. Is it strength save? Uh, no, right now it's just it's just your your D eight. Okay, <laughs> your your additional. So that uh, um, is. So I 
can jump up to 12 feet. Okay. In this go. Fantastic. So as you, you can see, you're starting to short, but there's something that kind of powers you through. And as you make yourself more streamlined, you're able to get just the extra two, three feet that you need to land with those crampons on that space. However, you can feel a beginning of a start to slide. So give me oh, an, step an advantaged, <laughs> uh, an advantaged acrobatics check. Okay. You can use any of your fun stuff that you've received if you need it. Um, so I'm at a 17 without anything. All right. We'll give it, a, yeah, you're at 17. You skid stop using one of those crampon feet to just dig into the ice at the side, stopping yourself right in the center of this flow. You can see the snow spray as the the, the, the blades lock into that space, uh, sort of scattering around across the, the rest of the lake. You can hear the kind of echo of this stuff as you hold very still in the center of this ice. And Silence just lets out a woo! And, and he throws his wow. arms up. And, and I and tore stalactites for oh, yeah. the end. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was really excited. And you see that there's a minor illusion of a white uh, like poster board with a tin in the middle of it. <laughs> I take the, the towel from around my neck and I wipe the floor. Shake it up and put it back on. <laughs> All right. To my left. On, yes, yeah, so on the wall, you see skip to glow. I will step left. As you step left onto the next ice blow mm -hmm. and put your foot on it, it tips a little bit where that crack was, but it holds, taking your weight as you step gently to the left. Step left glows on the wall. All right. I still don't know if it's the lip liner or the wall, honestly. And I sort of prepare myself. I, I sort of step back as much as I feel I can safely balance. Right. So I'm you only sorry. have five feet here. There is no okay. running jump. This is a standstill jump. Um, if you are looking to skip one, it is a five foot standing still jump. Okay. Um, that I, in theory, I should be able to do okay, um, comfortably, right? So same. I mean, if you depends how long your uh, uh, your thing works, how many times your thing, your uh, your leapage. I'm gonna make a stand half the distance. Okay, so I should be able to clear it. I think so. And I dig in deep to okay. see. Okay. You, you get you get into that proper track stance, you know, one, you know, two arms down, your and feet dug in behind using you. Using some of the 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 uh, the grit and yes. also the dried ice because yes. you know, like you do, um, and I can leap from standing uh, thirteen feet. This thirteen time, feet. So if I need to. Now you've had mm. the the practice of that first jump with this one, other one. It's like a cat. You just kind of fly into the air. You almost sort of like float a little bit in the middle, landing, skipping one on that next flow. Is everyone okay. seeing this? I mean, like, there's something really weird going on. Like, she I need an acrobatics check for your She's jumping landing. like a frog or something. Is that advantaged or advantaged? Yes, with your okay. tools, <laughs> with all of your tools. <laughs> uh, Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Again. It's 
I mean, you know, it's like at ice hockey, they do those things. It's just flying ice. Yeah. <laughs> As you sort of stop uh, holding yourself again, superhero-like, your towel floating in the air behind you. And again, I will wipe off the ground as I turn left. All right. Skip one lights up. Turning left lights up. With this one, you are not moving on the ice floor. You are simply pivoting your body to now face to your left. Oh, this is the scary one. This is where I might mm. need to dig really so deep. just for clarification. Yes. She's gone forward and now she's going to be going straight left. Yes. She's now turned left and will be leaping left as opposed to leaping forward would we be closer to helping her if we got off the dock and went left um let's see you are currently one two three four no you are cl still closer where you are okay all for right. this leap all right so to skip tree i need to get 15 feet this is again a standstill jump and of all the times to roll well, on that, that was the time, and I did. So I can go up to 17 feet. Whoa! So now, I mean, you saw a cat leap the last time. Now it's like a freaking kangaroo. Wait, sorry, I lied. Uh, I lied. I lied. Um, no worries. Because it's a standing. I don't have it's enough. It's a standing, yeah. So it's a four plus whatever you rolled. Not quite. Uh, so that is 12. Okay. Was that with advantage? This is not. Uh, a, this is not, not the advantage. This is roll. just how far she can go. Now, if you want to attempt to jump farther than you're capable, you can make a check for it. You can attempt it with an athletics jump, and see how you do. And that you get advantage on. That I that will get, get advantage, advantage on. So I am going to give that a shot, even All though right. that is not. So you my have target. an advantage athletics. Now you would have with the four. Was it a four plus eight? Mm-hmm. So you would have had 12 feet. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. That's going to help. That's going to determine your DC. So yeah, go ahead. And you have your D6 for inspiration. You have a D6 inspiration. Yeah. So uh, right now I'm at a 16, which goes to 15, which I will throw the inspiration on there. 18. Takes me to an 18. <laughs> All right. So with an 18 athletics. You saw a cat last time. This time, it is like a kangaroo, but a scared kangaroo. There's a little <laughs> bit of flailing up at the top as you actually go like feet first. So instead of landing directly on top, it's like you're reaching with your toes and you're you catch on with the the edge of your crampons pulling. It's yourself. almost like yeah, go ahead. Anyone watching almost sees Maeve's Maeve's leg hyperextends a little yes. bit. Her Ouch. ankles bend in a weird way a little yes. bit. Um, <laughs> but. I'm able to roll that forward yeah. and pull myself on. Exactly. Um, so like, it's just almost a little bit too far. Like the human leg can't do that. Oh, it's okay. perfectly beautifully silhouetted in this green <laughs> cavern. It's like on the tips of her toes and yeah. her ankle is just slightly off. And this, and this time Silas on. just goes <sighs> like quietly, but then there are just fireworks going up silently. Like I still like need an acrobatics <laughs> for slippage. Okay. Oh my god. 16. A 16. You hold yourself steady in the oh center of that god. flow. Everyone's back on the land. You just hear them. Oh my god. They're very excited. And and as you're gathering yourself, 
a little bit later, um, you see something kind of float into your field of view, and it is a clean towel. <laughs> I thought I, I was wipe this one off. I take the other one off the hook and put this one on the hook. <laughs> send it back. <laughs> and Silas starts to Thank bring you. back the snood. I love it. Thank you. Thanks. And at this point, you see skip three light up as well as don't slip starts to glow on the side of the wall. All right. What's the last one? Uh, turn right, step, skip. I turn right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I it step onto the next square. Again, there's a little tipsy turvy as you step onto the next one, but it holds as step lights up. And then I'm going to try, is the flow one ahead of me? It is not. It is two. The large flow is two ahead of you. Uh, sorry, the two, because yeah. I need to skip. Yeah. So I will, I can go up to eight feet. So I need okay. to jump over five, yeah. You need to jump over five. And you have you have ten foot uh running if you need it on this one. Oh, perfect. Oh. Then I can I can go uh even higher than I can go to All right. Fantastic. Uh new bit of confidence. Yeah, like a like a speed skater. One, two, leaps through the air landing on that second flow and even if you were to skid a little bit you slide onto this larger ice flow in the center which actually has these kind of snow banks along the edge a little bit great i knew she was the one to do this i didn't i had i had no clue she had those compacts <laughs> I'm going to be paying for this for days. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to alarm anybody, but this place is like magic. Like something was no. not right about that. No. We're magic. Maybe we magic. We're magic. This is that. That's right. The eyeliner's magic. Yes. <laughs> wow. But did we even think about what if me did it make the jump? Did we even think that far? Oh, Thanks for the confidence. <laughs> You heard us so, say that. So then, <laughs> what, what is here in front so of you? So as you get here, the first thing that you see, because it was what pointed out before, is that buried about, must be two, three feet down into the ice of this flow, you can look down, peer through the crystal clear um, ice and see a glass shard. Um, it's quite a ways down there in this solid, thick ice. How is um, the lighting in here? Uh, it's just your green ring yeah, <laughs> and your and your headlamps if you're using them. Um, so yeah, it, it looks it looks like the fortress of solitude. <laughs> and, um, we needed epic lighting for this epic moment. You did, and it's absolutely it's everything's reflecting off of you know. So the the little bit of light is actually doing quite a bit. So Silas does actually at this point float yeah. the ring. Okay. Um, and uh, if he's at the very edge of the dock, then he yes. can. Um, can actually it get it to to float it just where she can see like, <laughs> yeah so looking you know, down you can to... see it you can even see a little bit of your own face reflected way down in there in that piece of glass as well as the green light above you um and give me an investigation check or perception give me a perception check eight eight um It's the coldest right over 
this shard. You can feel as you sort of lean over to look at your reflection, even your, your face looks blue almost just from how cold it is. All of the blood has just <laughs> retreated from your skin, uh, trying to stay warm. Tighter. Um, no, I'm actually cold. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> um, you know, your breath as it leaves your, your face, just, you know, your mouth just mists the air in front of you. Um, and you just have the sense that you're missing something. There's something we haven't. Do you see the um, shard? It's here and it seems it's cold here. It's really cold here. Yeah, it's like okay? we're on ice. It, it did, did anything change over on the board? Nothing changed. Not on our side. Is, is everything Me. lit up? Everything, Everything is lit up. You, you did all the instructions. Wait a second. Wait, wait. What? What if Steve, 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 four Steves? What if that's another clue? It's like, what it's if like it Beetlejuice. conjures him up like Beetlejuice? <laughs> Steve. Well, and then we can I'm ask really him questions. With you right now. I'm really impressed. <laughs> <laughs> to look in the mirror, turn around three times, say Steve four times, and then spit. And then he Kool-Aid mans through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's who you will marry. <laughs> One of those like I don't know what they're called. I love those. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Rob Robin is right. Who has the the cipher? Who can See if that actually means anything. I, I mean, just I don't know what that mm. means. Cipher, like we weren't given the rats didn't say anything about a cipher. No, like I mean, all all of these have been the I the think, series of just letters that I we have to translate with the the special code. Oh, Maeve's been doing yeah. doing it real well. Maeve, do you have your book with you? I I do. Uh, it, it would translate just to. Just the Steves translate to A across the board. Like what? Canadian A or like the letter A? <laughs> the letter. Like you mean like A, 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 A? Steve oh, well, that's it. Word. Yeah. You just have to say, ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> 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 Yes, the black dice fall. Robin goes, ah! It wasn't me this time. There has to be something to the to the four Steves. There's something I'm, we're not seeing. Have you tried just digging in the ice? Silas, do you want to float it? Uh, absolutely. Like, like, and he grabs it. It's like, yeah, how much this way? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. I mean, listen, if I lose your priceless axe that has enormous sentimental value to you, um, you'll forgive me, right? No, 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 no. Seriously, I got this. I got this. Easy peasy. And then I start to like float it out there to her. Can I look at the, the flow that lit up? Uh, the uh none of the flows lit up necessarily i mean oh, the, oh. it's the glass shard the shard it, it was the shard that yeah the shard lit up. you're on you're on the big center oh. flow um it has the shard in the center but i guess silas you are floating over the axe I at am. this moment okay 
And then he's just singing under his breath. It's yeah. just really, really soft. And he's just, you're so vain. You probably think this cave is about you. And he's just like. <laughs> well, that song was about Carly. You guys don't understand. I'm, stand, I'm sitting here wondering if there are four Steves and we've only met one. Oh, no. Um, I'm not even going to think like that. Like right they're now. all brothers, you know, like, and they so all just now, have the, the axe. My brother Steve and my other brother Steve. An irritation of Steve's. Hmm. So uh, the word skip is in every single one. Yes. Say skip four times. Well, I wonder if two step. Oh, nope. Hmm. Well, try the axe. So that, yes, oh wait, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Sorry, I'm I'm puzzle braining. So if we get like... rid of the letters S T E V, which are the skip letters in three of them, <gasps> and mm -hmm. then S T E V is also the skip letters in the in the fourth one. So that would leave uh E. None of so that makes it any sense to me, but it's not -E really good. I need a piece of paper to write this down. I can't do this in my head. As Maeve, you know, goes through her backpack, Forgive pulling out me. her oh, oh, oh. and put it out. What is Maeve doing? She's trying it's... to pull out the magic lip liner. <laughs> so she has continue this... without me while I write no things. She, she, she has, has the cipher. Well, let's look around here and see if there's anything else and, and start to figure out a way to get her back. Because... <gasps> yeah. I don't want her to have to make all of that jumping all the way back. Well, no, in video games, after this happens, like you just fast travel out. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sounds great. Let's hope for the fast travel, but look around for another idea. How about like that? Map. <laughs> all we know is probably know as soon as we crack this, the four Steves are going to show up. And we're all dead. <laughs> An irritation of Steve's. He doesn't like hugs. <laughs> Don't give him a hug. It's good to know. No hugging. At she least, at least like the hugs. one that you encountered. No hugging that one. Yeah. I, and I do want to kind of scan everything yeah. again just to see is there anything on our side that we've missed? Yeah. Silas lays down on the ground check. and looks at the ceiling. The ceiling, of course. Perception <laughs> checks from from each yeah. of you for these yeah. ones. Okay. Let's do this. Oh, anyone anyone can perception check if they want. Ten. Uh, and anyone can investigation check for him. What'd you get for a 20? A natural natural 20. I think I might have this. Um, so, EST. Seriously, if she figures this out, like we're going to have to, like, I don't know, make her dinner or something like that. I mean, I think we're making her dinner just for making it all the way over there. That's not dinner. So as you're all looking around, um, no, that's not it. Darn it! <laughs> no worries. Um, as you're all looking around, Feruza, with your natural twenty perception, you're very focused on your axe. You know, this is your beloved axe that Silas has floated across, and he's laid it on the ice floe. And as you're looking right at the edge of the ice floe where your axe has been placed on the ground, you think you see a little something odd about the ice right there. Above the ice or at the edge oh, of the ice? At the edge of the ice. So, so there's something, there's a pattern or something in the ice right where your axe has been set down. 
Don't it's, you know, it's it. far away. It's 60 feet over there. But in the green and the way you kind of look at it, there's something kind of, it's weird. And as Faruza was looking at it, if you could catch her eyes, you would see little sort of, like almost like electricity is sparkling. And then almost like she can adjust the color of her eyes on her own. She's looking at it and she leans over to Ned. Am I, are my eyes like playing tricks on me? Do you see something bizarre there at the edge of the ice where my axes I don't, don't say but, anything out loud. I don't, I, scare I don't her. But, well, I mean, Maeve is right there. Maybe she can get a close look because I, I don't see it, but if you see it, there must be something. Uh, Maeve, can we like uh, sort of interrupt you from your code cracking for two seconds? Absolutely. Look to the right where my axe is. Do you see anything bizarre on the edge there? Do I? So as you crawl Silas over to moves the ring, the over. ring to help. As you come over again, deep down in the ice, buried, you think you see letters in a circle. You see an S and an S. Give me an advantage perception, okay? Me. Uh, 19. Now that you've seen this one, as your eyes kind of glance around in the light, you think you see several others, other little circles with letters in them, kind of on the circumference of this ice block. All right. What letters do I see here? So you <laughs> move from SS, let's say you move clockwise. You then see a CS. You then see an F-A. You then see an R-B. Are these paired together or paired are they? together. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. So S-S in S -S. a circle. Then C-S in a circle. F-A in a circle. R-B. Uh, sorry, it's S. F-A in a circle. Then R-B in a circle. And last, M-F in a circle. And as you come to the one that says MF, as your hand grazes atop it, it begins to glow. Oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> Robert and I were like, <gasps> as you look at your hand, smoke or mist begins to kind of waft off the edge of it as it sort of stands over the MF buried deep in the ice. <laughs> Why are our initials in the ice here? What, what, what do you wait, think? Wait, what is it? What? What Most you of our initials. So I list they have a different letter here. Wait, what, what are the letters? Yeah. Our initials? S. Like our, S our initials. Oh, no, that's me. That's me. SS. My, my real name's Sorrell. Silas Sorrell. Really? Jordan, was, Jordan was just the Witsec name they gave me. Or actually, I chose it, obviously. Well, so does someone, that mean all of our initials are in here? That mean we each have to go so, over there. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, well, oh, well Maeve has... <laughs> That's already to go. <laughs> we were coming here, though. Well, 
Well, at least yeah, the ice is disturbing. nice and dry for you. <laughs> well, I have more towels too if anybody needs. Okay, so now we just have to figure out how we get the rest of us over there, right? Oh no! Yeah. If I reach over and touch someone else's letter, yes, does anything happen? Nothing happens. No. Well, did the rats do this? <laughs> we did they know them. your real name? That is you know, true. Knows who you are, Silas. I mean, the rats think is. you're Steve. <laughs> That's true. Prophet That's true. of Steve. The prophet of Steve. I'm sorry. And I just introduced myself as Neb. They don't That's know it. my legal name. That's but you know what? Wait, is what that... is your legal name? Again, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, Carolyn. Carolyn. Yeah. Oh, Stern. Carolyn. That's a lovely yeah. name. Thank you. Uh, but, but. Is this really the weirdest thing? We've already thought that the whatever's happening here was related to us. I mean, Feroza was just saying it at the when she came to the bottom. This is just confirmation of that, right? This, this was is beyond confirmation. This yeah. this ties us all the way back to the beginning. The ticket, the room, the, the, the train. I I'm 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 wigging out. <laughs> <laughs> this is like some Uhtred son of Uhtred stuff right here. You, you know, Destiny that actually is all that actually makes me feel a lot better because that means we are meant to be here, right? That this isn't an accident. This isn't we just five strangers. Well, I mean, only if we like, live across the ice cubes here that are probably going Maybe we can't die. You ever think about that? <gasps> Ooh, I've oh, thought about that a couple of that. times. It's like finding Maybe. the invincibility star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Miss Robin, I've thought about that a couple of times, and I, I don't, I don't want to test that anymore. Well, it's like you can't kill NPCs <laughs> in Skyrim, right? So it's like, actually, you can in Skyrim. You just couldn't in the earlier games. <laughs> so never <laughs> mind. Bad reference. Like to find a way over here. Yeah. All yeah right. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. We all have to get over there somehow. All right. Deborah, are there any yeah. stalactites or mites that look like they are load bearing? <laughs> On the ceiling? No, the mite. mite. The mites. Uh, um, I mean, not out in the lake, obviously. No, no, I'm saying like in the area yeah. before we got in. Yeah, there. there's a ton that are really big and sturdy. And there's nothing else in here except stalagmites or stalactites, right? Yes. That's all you see. Silas just starts to kind of idly float the axe back okay. um, to us. Thanks, Silas. Well, right. I know I'm not going to be able to jump this as me. I can I can try as a wolf. Mm. I've at least had experience like that. What if you could turn into something that jumps really, really far and then carries some of us? <laughs> like a T-Rex? Like like a king kangaroo. That's the first thing you. I mean, see. a velociraptor. Uh, uh. Well, yeah, but a velociraptor couldn't take people as much as a T Rex. No. We probably also want something that isn't so heavy that it's going to cause ice or issues, that... and I think a T Rex might. Um... Do you think you can turn into a blue whale yet? Like, because then whale. you could just like we could just walk across you. What about a kangaroo? Are those cold water fish? Or what about a about a penguin? I mean, that's fish? technically not a bird, right? I mean, or it's not a fish either. No, but like, hurry up! It's really as... quite cold over here. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Gonna... Hey, what are, what are you doing while they're trying to figure this out? I'm sitting here, like looking Shaking at your head. Letters <laughs> just going. 
and then hearing them talking about kangaroos and blue whales and yeah. just kind of like, now now yeah. I've, I've got an idea can, 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 can we come back to where the ropes were real quick yes like like others can come too I, i'm not trying to split the party or anything um but mm. now do you think you can make one of those like fireballs and then like i could try to float it up to the top of the rope and burn through the rope where we can get our rope back uh, we have to be able to get but out then of how here. do we get back out? Oh, so I keep thinking fast travels at play. Yeah, and as soon as it leaves oh. my hand, it, it only goes so far before it, I, I I had all that practice with the goop on top. I don't think that's how that one works. Mm. No, I think I think okay. I mean, I can try to turn into something that jumps far and maybe something that carries someone, but that still only gets two of us. Who, Feruza, do you think? I think got, I can do this. Do you think you got this? Yes. Okay. So, so here, here's the deal, though. Hear me out. If we have knives, I can float a knife up and I can cut the rope. I can then grab the rope and pull it back up there and tie it off on something if we need to. 90 feet? Oh. 60 feet. It would be like. So it's 90 enough. feet up. There's nothing oh, else that we think we could suspend it at uh, 60 feet. Oh, oh, I mean, oh, you could, yes, you could tie it. You could cut it and tie it back up at 60 feet. Maybe. Uh, what are you thinking to figure out? What do you, I'm just trying you, to say if somebody falls in there. It's going to suck. Are we, I have are we swimming in there to get them or. Um, are we well, conceivably. Them I would suggest not having anyone go in the water a very personal experience with that so no if one of us falls <laughs> in i think you're trying to drag them out but yeah well conceivably i would be the i'm assuming i'd be the least affected by cold water the least affected still affected but the least affected i think i i think also unlike with mave we not together but like someone should go and then when they get to the next part, the next person goes. So that way, if there is a problem, we're all a little closer to help. Agreed. Very I don't think we just I send agree. somebody and we all wait here because halfway across that skipping and stepping, none of us can reach that. Do we know exactly that right. whether they can support the weight of two people or? Considering all of our initials are on that ice flow, I am positive it can support us because uh, they know that much about us. Interacting at all with your initial area? Yeah. I, so what happened was my I started to smoke Put and your glow. hand over and it just glowed a little bit. And there was like a mist that came up off of your hand. Damn. Is the mist behaving in any particular way or did the, the seal underneath or the symbol underneath change? Fantastic. Advantage perception check, please. Or okay. just do an investigation on this one. Unless you prefer the other. I would prefer investigation. Go for investigation. Uh, 18. It is drifting towards the rest of the party. When you place oh. your hand over it, the mist, almost as if it's being blown in the direction of your friends. Oh. And you find that the more of your hand and arm you place over it, the more of it there is. And when you pull it back, it seems to disappear. This is odd. Does it feel colder as I touch that? 
Um, it does feel quite cold, but not necessarily colder. Um, if anything, it sort of tingles a little bit. Okay, I'll put my hand closer. Closer and more I, of your body. I think I over. might be sending some help, but I'm not sure. Yeah, a little bit more leaning over. Yeah, as you lean over it, the more and more of your sort of body mass begins to cover and step over your initials, these MF buried deep in the ice. This mist floats off of you, glowing bright blue. It sort of flies over the air and creates a misty blue bridge from the closest <gasps> ice flow to you, oh. to the next one. So uh, the last jump for everyone now has a misty blue bridge as long as Maeve is standing on her initials. Send the strongest that? jumpers first. Or, well, both. Silas, you, you can bring things all the way over there, right? Yes. If I turn into a rat, can you just carry me on yes. over? Yes. <laughs> wow. That's what I was trying to do before. Yeah, but we, we went a different direction. Yeah, yes. I, think, I think it was probably important that someone jumped the thing. But now if I if I go over there, I'll get another bridge going. It'll be easier for all of you, right? Because I can't That's think of anything that I Absolutely. could jump and carry any of you. So, and she's, as she I says, so she just... <laughs> into the tiny little uh, blue-black rat with the blue eyes on, on her back legs, um, looking very proud of herself because she Silas didn't really reaches like into his bag at this point. Yes. And, uh, you know, just kind of kind of takes, uh, you know, an edge of the towel with the tag and rips mm -hmm. the tag off and then kind of like fashions it around the back of the, the scruff <laughs> of the rat. Super Neb rat. You get, you get a All right. And Neb does the it. thing where she turns in circles trying to look at her own back. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't worry. It looks really cool. I promise. She's chasing her tail. It says 100% cotton, dry clean only. <laughs> All of that is true. And then Silas begins to float Neb Rat across. Neb Rat. It's a, a strange sensation. Uh, as you sort of float over these ice flows, you see the freezing cold water and the, 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 the cracks below you. And then you float over this blue misty bridge, finally landing just, you know, a couple of, you know, a foot at the edge of this uh, ice flow in the center. And I will uh, turn back into my regular self and look back yes. at, at Silas and give him a huge thumb. He shoots. He scores. <laughs> Thank you for not wow. actually tossing me. I appreciate that. Yeah. Dave, where was the, the circle with my name on it? Uh, it's right there. And I point to it. Yeah. You were the second in the clockwise. As you go over and step your body on top of the CS, very deep, another bridge now covering the 15 foot leap made of the blue mist just sort of oozing off of Neb, flying through the air and creating this transparent misty blue bridge covering that 15 foot jump. That that was the jump I was worried about. <laughs> I mean, That's this not blue amazing. Mist, it's, like, it's like blue lanterns. This is like the power of hope. Oh yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> it is. All right, can, can, can anyone can anyone mm. turn into any other small things? Miss Robin, 
Robin was a <laughs> a turn in previous life. <laughs> <laughs> she, she worked in a, a fantastic no it was a fantastic voyage no the, the one where they they go into the they get shrunk down and... i once was an extra on honey i shrunk down. <laughs> <laughs> what's the movie i'm thinking of i don't know they, they, they injected them into a person oh oh inner space inner space yes i think you can make it i think faruza could make it Faruza, do you have this or do we have any more crampons um sure i'm gonna say yes you let's say you brought three pairs so there's there's two more left for you unless mave can you you can float maves back if you want them uh so faruza based on your stats so you can with a running jump of 10 feet you can jump 17 feet from standing still you can jump eight so i can do a running jump then you can do a running jump to you can clear this first jump you're pretty confident okay. now there's some slippage. So with crampons, you'd have an advantaged acrobatics check when you land. Okay. Acrobatics check. All right. So Feruza steps mm -hmm. back to the edge of the dock, takes her 10 foot running leap, flies through the air. Like this is nothing. Uh, yeah. Arms yeah. You know, cycling through the air as she does. And as you land, you, did you wear the crampons or saying? Yes. Yeah, okay. And you try to dig those ice, yeah. you know, shards into the into there. Give me an advantaged acrobatics check, please. Bad. Advantaged. <laughs> oh yeah. Fifteen. Okay, you stop yourself standing in the center of that flow. Um, having watched uh, Maeve go through it, you know that you need yeah. to just step left onto the next flow. Next. Left. What you do, it teeter totters a little bit under your weight. You, you know, get your balance and are there. Right. You now have a five foot jump, which you can do from standing still. You'll just have can to I do just the acrobatics. Step five feet at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. probably could. That's basically what you're going to do. Maybe. All right. So you. Out and, and it almost looks like she yeah. grows like, taller as she starts breathing. And she takes one big step. <laughs> one large step with just a little sort of hop in the middle. Yeah. Um, as you get to the other side, acrobatics check, please, to stop your stuff from sliding. Advantaged. Okay. <laughs> 11. <clears throat> 14. 14. You stop yourself in the center of that ice flow and turn. And to your left, as you turn left, this beautiful blue translucent bridge, it looks like a cloud of mist. Spans 15 feet over cracked ice. I did it, you guys. That was wonderful. Well, come on then. Again, it's very cold here. <laughs> Mae's fingertips are turning like yes. blue and white. Blue. Got, got it's really Neb, happening. Neb, you're starting to feel it too. I mean, you're all all of your bodies are just sort of. Yeah. <laughs> and Firza just crosses the bridge. All right, you put a foot out and step on what appears to be nothing—mist, cloud—but it supports your weight. 
as you take another step. Neb, as you're standing there, each step that Feruza takes, you can feel kind of this, this little shock of, of energy. You can feel that you are holding her up in the air as she takes the steps, crossing 15 feet, arms out, amazed, stepping down onto the ice floe on the other side. She like just instinctively grabs Maeve into like this huge hug <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, to the right. just goes sniff and is like cross the second bridge that Maeve you feel the yeah. weight and the energy of as she <laughs> then comes over and and hugs then Maeve you. sort of kind of relaxes into it because Feruza's warm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, you can let me go now. <laughs> Sorry, your letters are over there. Welcome to your letters. <laughs> My letter. There are lots of meanings for letters in this game. (laughs) So Feruza, yes, next to Neb, um, just beyond, you see the F.A. buried deep beneath the ice. Don't forget your axe. Don't let it fall into the water. (laughs) Oh, of course not. As you grab it and step, placing your body weight covering over the F.A., you also feel this blue mist, this energy kind of escape from your body, from your pores as it flies through the air and now covers the bridge. The third one, that five foot gap, there is now just the 10 foot gap at the front to jump and it is Silas and Robin. As you come back to Silas, you say that he um, is seated on the ground Yes, and he has taken off his boots and he's rolling up his pants and you see that he's about halfway into leasing the shoes on the Jordans. Okay. And um, he's like putting those on. He's like, okay, Miss Robin, I've got this. I've I've got it. I'll be okay. You've got the spirit of Michael Jordan in you and I've seen Space Jam. He can jump. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, this this is the thing. I jump, long jump. (laughs) This is is what he said. One is just vertical and one is just tilted the other way. It's all (laughs) I know that fear is an obstacle for some people, but it is an illusion to me. Failure always made me try harder the next time. I should have left that last part off, but 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 it's okay. I've got it. I've got it. Don't worry. I'm here if you need anything. I'm the the chimney cricket on your shoulder. I'm 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 here. I'm here. Just, just out of curiosity, Miss Robin, what would you do, like if I fell in? I, I'd I'd be there. I don't know. I I just have to be there. I just have to. I, that's that's the right kind of ambiguous. Um, and Silas <laughs> just takes off running at that point. All right, and, uh, with a ten foot lead. You can do 13 feet. And he's, as he jump, his tongue comes out. (laughs) And and the tongue is just wagging. And there's just a slight, like, you know, almost like he's gripping a ball that doesn't exist. And um, and then he's going to land over there. All right. Do the Air Jordans give you advantage on acrobatics checks? No. No. (laughs) Then you have a flat acrobatic. They probably did. In your heart. (laughs) You can give me a charisma acrobatic. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'll take you up on that. It's okay. You're persuading the ice to let you stay. He hangs out on the side of trains all the time. So, (laughs) Um, yeah. So, 
Um, that is an 18. An 18. Those, even though they skid, they slide, you know, very risky business across. You're able to just kind of like move them a little bit so that you get a little friction and it stops you sort of very cool landing, you know, right at the edge of that flow. And he, he just kind of Yay. twists and uh, twirls a towel for a moment yep. and then wipes his brow. Made hands of her towel yeah. and just... I think you need it. <laughs> well, he has, he's crossing all the other blue Oh, he hasn't crossed yet. I'm sorry. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. He's landed. Uh, so, but you are blue bridges, blue, misty, cloudy bridges all the way back. And the, the whole time that he's running, it's almost like a home run trot. Uh, he, he's, he's just like, and the crowd goes wild. And he's like, and he's like yeah. go, going and it is, around. It's disconcerting at first to step onto nothing really and be supported, but it starts to get cool once you learn to trust it. And and as he does, he kind of jumps a little yeah. bit, like <laughs> and, it's holding uh, your weight. And okay. Feruza and Neb and Maeve, again, you feel this like it's not weight, but you can just feel the like pressure of his energy as he crosses over the bridge that you are maintaining. Oh, that is so cool. And uh, I'm going to come over. Settling, but... <laughs> which, one, which one's mine? He starts to ask as he gets on the last bridge. Yours which one's mine? is right in front. As you right. step onto the major ice flow and look down, you see an SS one foot in front of you. And he is going to just jump off the last little bit of the bridge and superhero <laughs> land like over the top of it. And uh, I mean, he's, we, he's in the yeah. air so oh, little that it's yeah. barely time to do it, but he still does. Bruce <laughs> <laughs> is going to be like, stylist, never change. <laughs> and Maeve is very concerned about the ice cracking. Yeah. <laughs> the mist floats off of your body. This one with a, a impact, almost a speed with sort of which you landed. It flies over covering that 10 foot jump. The entire walkway is now ice flow and misty blue bridge for Robin. Oh, well, don't mind if I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the yellow boots step onto this misty blue cloud. You can see your big toe wiggling inside the little front of that boot uh, as you climb over the one, over the next, these kind of arching bridges that bring you back to the center flow. Four of your teammates are already standing atop of their initials. You can see the obvious spot for you. I think we need a picture. She's going to pull out her little Polaroid and oh, step yay. back on the bridge. She's like, okay, everybody, wave. Don't fall <laughs> off. Don't fall <laughs> off. It's like, the axe. <laughs> and she'll snap uh, a picture. Amazing. Um, when you Blue snap lips, it. like teeth chattering. Is this a Polaroid or is this a yeah, digital a Polaroid? Polaroid. Yeah. As it comes out and you sort of are waiting for it to develop, do you walk over to your spot? I do. But I'm still as you step onto it. yours and you're still waiting, sort of, you know, shaking this, this thing, as you step on, everyone bursts into color and mist. Forms of this mist begin to fly around your bodies, creating all different sort of shapes and sizes and colors as it envelops you. Now we're going to go around here. Maeve. The shapes and colors around you begin to take a form. And as you look down at your, your body and these, these extra extensions that surround you, you get the very deep sense that you are seeing your future. What do you see as you look at yourself? What do the others see as they look at you and the mists surrounding you? 
the first thing you notice is that Maeve almost is is like you have two images passing in front of each other and then back together again. So there's a moment where Maeve is in focus and then there are two and then back to one, and back to two, back to one. Um, and when she, when she is in focus in that one, her she's sort of draped in this loose sort of free flowing the mist sort of trails off in these loose garments um her hair is long and and waved and not braided and there's there are some shapes near her head um in her hand there is a thin blade that looks almost like the midnight sky crystallized into a piece of metal or stone, something. Um, and then the two shapes sort of turn and almost face each other mm. and then meld into one. Is there a color this sort of is it this like midnight blue it's, no the no. main color you get from her is almost this this wine purple and there's gold and you notice that she has freckles and they're they're almost like pinpricks of light on her yeah. cheeks yeah they almost look like they could be constellations mm. um, so is that all of you yeah good glowing yeah so as all okay. of you look at Maeve while this is happening, you can see Maeve as you know her standing there. But these, again, these these mists in this wine, purple, gold flecked colors just seem to kind of, as she said, make these shapes above her head and create this illusion of another one of her as it turns to look her in the face and then flash back into one. Um, the sort of brightness on her cheeks almost appears to be floating an, an inch off of it and then presses against her and floats off again. As we continue around this circle, Silas, as you look at yourself and everyone looks at you and get a glimpse of your future, a prophecy, a destiny of who you may become, what do they see? With Silas, you see um, kind of flashes of almost like a... Um, a teal, almost a, a little more blue than teal, mm -hmm. uh, kind of a Carolina blue light and energy that is um, just kind of uh, swirling around. And you see um, a form that is just floating, um, you know, essentially kind of around and above Silas that is uh, seated crisscross applesauce and um, is just kind of you know fake um meditating for just a second and then he just kind of does his hand this way uh like uh j just kidding uh but you see that um he, he's wearing like some kind of flowing uh jacket almost but it could be mistaken for for a cape um you see that there is a um hood to this but then you definitely still see a hat peeking out under the hood. <laughs> um, and you see that, um, you know, scanning from the, the top down, you see one of his eyes is a lit 
with um, kind of a, a scintillating, uh, changing colors light. Uh, and it almost looks like a star uh, coming um, out of just one eye. Like it's very important that it only happens in one eye uh -huh. um, and, uh, and, and all that's happening. And then kind of on, on the rest of the, the form, even though it's a, a little, you know, foggy and unclear, you see so many pockets. There, there, there are so many pockets on every bit of the clothing. Um, pockets, more pockets than anyone could ever conceivably use. Cargo outfit. Yeah, and Pockets and then essentially, you see that um, you do see that as he's um, as he's kind of moving, there are uh, some different movements that he's doing with his hand, but you do see that that blue swirling kind of energy and light is moving faster than the rest of the figure that it's almost like it's getting there first and then and then the the hand follows um and uh and ultimately uh then he eventually uh kind of uh you know fl floats up and kind of disappears for a moment and then he he kind of reforms uh fl floating in a similar way yeah. As you're all watching this sort of teal movement, and, and one thing you notice is that when it forms around Silas's own, you know, current figure, it's almost like the, the, the cape, the hood, the jacket, the flowiness, almost as if it's being blown by a wind that is not here, not of this time. Continuing around the circle, we have Carolyn Neb Stern. <laughs> when your destiny presents itself in this moment, what do the others around them around you see? It's hard to see her at first because every time you look and when you blink or maybe you get distracted and look at someone else and look back, but every time you look, there's a different animal standing there. There's the wolf that you've seen and the rat and the pangolin, but there's also a hawk and a fox and a leopard and a bear and just all sorts of creatures. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of them. And when you finally focus on the eyes that are always that, that blue that you associate with Neb, you can kind of then see the in-between, the point in where she's not one of these creatures, but is herself. And the blue of her eyes almost seems to, seems to bleed into the rest of her. Every time she comes back to herself, she's a little different. And then she changes and then she comes back. It's a little different. And it just forms over her and down her and there are these wisps of color with little pinpoints of light like you're looking at a starry sky and able to see some of the the nebula that are out there and she has this kind of joyous grin on her face and it's almost this this impish kind of glee <laughs> like like she's raiding the closet of a costume shop and is just playing <laughs> on everything. And is, and, but every time she comes back to herself, she's a, a little, little more of this bluish nebula starry sky. 
Because you're all watching Neb go through this Neb, animal, Neb, (laughs) animal, back and forth. It's almost as if those eyes stay in one place and suddenly there's the rat and then there's Neb and then there's the wolf, then there's Neb, then there's a leopard. And at a certain point, the, the transformations are happening so quickly that it's almost like they're there at the same time. And it's just this mist of a creature that has sort of surrounded Neb's figure in front of you. Continuing around for Ruza. As Feruza's destiny, as her, the prophecy of what could be for Feruza begins to present itself, what do the others see? So at first, Feruza was just looking at Maeve, like, what, what's hap- What's going on with her? Maeve head? has a big smile on her face. <laughs> she's like, and then she looks over at Nev, and she's just like, and then she's looking at Silas and like her mouth and she just said, like immediately she realizes this must be happening to all of us. So she's looking at her hands and she's seeing almost as if there was pure electricity just running through her veins in her hands, something she had started to get used to down here, but now it's like almost out of control. And as she looks up, she looks at the, the four of you and notices that the four of you are looking at her well, you guys, she watches as the four of you do like this. Feruza <laughs> <laughs> comes a t- very tall version of her. Feruza has no idea what's happening behind her. She's looking at her hands. But around, I mean, maybe seven foot five, maybe, maybe seven, maybe a little bit closer to eight feet. It depends. But she runs to stands right behind Feruza. This version is like, so you see almost like encased inside, like little, like skinny, tall Feruza sort of standing there looking at the four of you. Behind her is this taller version, much more built out body-wise. <laughs> Muscles are here. Um, her hair is whiter, more silver. And there are actual, like, it seems like there are actual like strands of lightning in her hair that just sort of glitter. And her hair, the taller one's hair is blowing. Her eyes are sparkling. Yes, the glasses are gone. The glasses are off. And where in Feruza's face, uh, maybe it's a result of her childhood, but or, and how she sort of began. But she always, even though she's very like sure of herself and a girl, there's always a little bit of doubt that she wore like just mm. underneath everything. This version of Feruza, you don't see any of that whatsoever. In fact, she's standing there. And as Feruza's looking at you, the bigger is looking at you, <laughs> making the same exact movements. And Feruza just uses her hand. She picks up her ax and does this with it. And the same Feruza behind her picks up the same ax, but it's massive. It's like a massive great ax. And it has like, I mean, it's the same blue handle but it's a much bigger, more opposing X. And when Fruza realizes that you guys are doing this, Fruza sort of turns around fast and with like a smile at the four of you, Fruza disappears. Ooh. Like, looks at you guys like, So again, this looming giant Feruza that just sort of shadows over the back of the Feruza that you know in this in this time and place. Uh, and as she turns around and it sort of disappears and she she's trying to to find this version of herself, we will shift over to Robin. 
Robin, as everyone else looks at you and you begin to feel this mist around you that shows you something of your possible future, what do they see? They almost don't see anything as the mist begins to become more of a fog. Mm. And you can see a silhouette of Robin and it begins to change form a bit. And it looks as though you can see outlines of Robin. You can tell she's wearing those same yellow rain boots. That's how you know it's her. But it looks like she's carrying a very big backpack and it's iridescent and she's wearing almost a uh, pointed floppy hat with every flower imaginable just around the base. And there's little glints of hummingbirds floating around her head. And she's wearing a beautiful rainbow colored shawl around her and a hummingbird pendant that keeps it together around her neck. But there's something very different here. Her glasses seem too small for her face. Her eyes seem bigger and wiser. And she looks sickly. Maybe it's just the color of the fog, but it's, it's, it's a hazy picture. You get just that much out of it. And then you see this this silhouette, this figure you can make out, look up to the sky and raise her hands. And around each of you grows an iridescent bubble of protection Mm. around each of you. As these bubbles sort of fly out of the the hands of this hazy, enshrouded, foggy, backpack-bearing Robin uh, and come and sort of encircle the rest of you, it seems to focus the light and mist from each of you. And all of these colors begin to fly towards the center. They merge directly above this shard of glass, reflecting off of it and creating heat. As you all stand there and begin to feel the warmth come back at you as it goes down and melts through the ice below you. As the time that it takes for you to take in each other and the light to combine, the elements combine, it digs deep, melting the ice around the shard, down the three feet and exposing it as the mist dissipates and leaves you again in darkness. What sort of trick was that? You saw that then. Okay, that wasn't Isn't just it? me. I was going to ask because that was amazing. My I told you this place was super magic. What was, what was that? I don't know, I don't but know. I want to know more. That was amazing. Nab. <laughs> you looked so huge. You had so much lightning. That was, and, and I looked silence. huge? Yeah, you were. I, you were. I had to crane they my were neck to massive. see you. Ah, 
like you're not fitting through doors kind of thing. What is happening to us? I don't know. I've got a theory. (laughs) You you know, like in all those video games, like Diablo, where you're starting and you're creating it or like selecting your character. And it's like, oh my goodness, this person looks completely badass. Like, look at that armor. Look at that giant sword they have. You know, like, look at all that stuff. Look at all those pockets, right? And and then it's like, and, and you see that. And it's like, oh, that's like the level 80 or something. But then you start the game after you chose the completely awesome looking character. Then you start the game and you like are wearing like rags. And you have sticks and maybe a fork to stab things with. Right. And so maybe that's like this world's version of that. Maybe like we got to see what our like, you know, uh, higher level personas might be. If this was a video game. No, no, I I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Robin, you had a giant backpack. Maybe you're carrying more stuff. I why would I be carrying all this stuff? What am I <laughs> going to do with a giant hat? Some fantastic I hat. couldn't figure it out. You did, and there was the hummingbirds, and and yeah. and you still had your rain boots. Lots of flowers. Yeah. Something yeah. wasn't right. You've noticed that the heat has gone. It is we now freezing the again. Shard because it's very cold. Actually, let's take that towel and wrap it up. I, I knew they would come in handy. <laughs> now, come on. Come yes, you're on. very clever. And so I'm going to yeah. take the, my hand, wrap it, the towel yep. around it, and reach down mm-hmm. and then sort of wrap, if I if I can grab the shard. Yeah, wrap so it up in the like towel. an oven mitt, you yeah. reach down and grab the shard, which you just sort of pull from its little spot in the ice, wrapping the towel around it as you, and it took you to lie down flat to reach down in there and get it, but you're able to pull it out and you have this little parcel. Um, And I'm gonna offer here as we're getting to the end, as you look around and the freezing cold, it is now dropped dramatically, even colder than it was before all of this. You can feel the sub-zero, your muscles beginning to kind of ache and seize up around you, but you also notice the ice hardening all around you. Uh, The seams, the cracks in all of the ice, because the blue bridges are now gone, but they're all beginning to sort of kind of tighten up and freeze, uh, creating one solid ice pack around you. We we better get out of here. We don't need to be in this cave anymore. So so let's make sure we put the shard in a really safe place. Like, who, who, who has the best pack? Apparently Robin does. I guess I can hold anything. It's my destiny, apparently. All right. Give me the card. You have the shard wrapped in a Starlight Special monogrammed (laughs) towel um, (laughs) that you place in your bag. Um, Yeah. So as you look, you can see, you know, again, with this green light and some of the headlamps that you have. But now, I mean, really moving hurts as the cold begins to set in you can you can you know begin to feel the the moisture in your skin is starting to freeze as you begin to move making your way towards that rope the the lake in here does indeed hold your weight as you step out you don't have to worry about jumping the flows everything in here is so cold that any if you touch bare skin to anything it sticks um 
you know, you start to look at anything metal on your jackets and get nervous <laughs> as you make your way back to the rope, which is now covered in frost and stiff with freezing. I'm going to light up my hand yep. and mm -hmm. basically just start grabbing the rope okay. and at least get as far as I I'll go up a little bit and then yep. I'll look over Feruza and go, Feruza, I need a lift. <laughs> <laughs> As Feruza begins to help each of you climbing mm -hmm. these things, you have your ropes, you have your harnesses. Again, this is a time thing, not necessarily mm -hmm. a skill thing. As you begin to sort of climb up one by one, it takes so long to pull your bodies up and you're freezing numb muscles. But about halfway up, you begin to feel the heat coming back as one by one you climb the rope climb the wall any little drops you're able to stop yourself and make it back to the fourth lowest level of the mine what's left is the mine shaft you have your uh you know your rigs already set up you can return mm -hmm. climbing back up to headquarters the shard mm -hmm. safe inside of robin's bag it is now <laughs> midday uh sunlight is streaming in through the cave entrance uh, as you return to your camp. Well, Silas, quest number one complete, right? Absolutely. I feel like, you know, we're, we're coming back and the little question mark is lit up now. It's not empty anymore. <laughs> And like we, but we have to like turn this in now, though, right? Where would that happen? Do we do we have to go, we go back to the train? Do we go back the to the train? Yeah, it would we, be nice to go back and freshen he, up. Here, here's what I would say, like seriously. So I know that we need all of the shards, but what it would it be like if you know how when Maeve made it across, which was epic, by the way, epic. It was but, but then, then you stood there, and it extend it did something magical and extended help to us. So what if I don't know? I'm just spitballing here. But what if we put this shard in the mirror? And then it like does something for us to help us, you know, further. And either way, they have oh. showers on the train. Magical. Like we're hoping the showers also and magical. also the sitting situation on the train. Yes, and maybe we can get the train. And, and you do notice Mave is Mave is struggling now. Mm. She's got her cane out, and it's sort of shorter steps, and those jumps really took it out of her. She's not. Um, <laughs> this is not a an Maeve. easy walk at this point. Mm. Uh, we noticed when you jumped that one of your ankles twisted or your your leg. They're they're just. You're okay. I'm fine. They're always a bit unstable. But it's like a Barbie doll. Yeah, it, something like that. Yeah. Man, I didn't. It, I didn't it, even jump, and my back hurts. It's the plus the cold. It's just. It's not a good combination. Well, maybe we can get this thing going again, and then we can ah. get back to the train. And what if we could get the train back working? Don't we have an engineering I think book? We, could. we had some plans with with the the cyanide and the uh, lots of different ways we could maybe clear the path. Maybe we could talk to that uh, stone, uh, you know, Kool Aid Man, or Let's like he might help. Him. Or, or there's a moose out there, apparently. There's also or something, something that's very, very big and scary out there we need to avoid. Well, so maybe let's it can get rid the of tracks. the avalanche, right? Well, maybe. All reasons to get out of here now before it gets right. dark, right? I'm with we'll you. figure out a lot of this once we get back to the train. Maybe right. are you going to be okay to walk? 
you can. It'll be fine. Well, we, we can get onto the thing here, right? And ride. So like, there is. Yeah. There Yay. is. They push trolley. You can even ride better. that and along kind of sits yeah. down with a, a sigh of relief. <laughs> so okay. Some um, aspirin from her bag and mm. or Advil and takes some Advil yeah. and sits down, just sort of, and then takes Perfect. out a flask right. from her. From her <laughs> so and then Silas, as, yes. as he starts to do this, though, he does start, uh, you know, whistle while you work, but then he like starts enhancing it with minor illusion, and it's like a yeah. whole bunch of whistles <laughs> from you know twelve dwarves or whatever. Yes, <laughs> made so you, headphones. <laughs> you've packed up your camp, all of the things that you want to take with you uh, from your camp. Mm. You've placed it on this push trolley. Um, mm -hmm. as you all find your little spot there and uh, Maeve is drinking, Silas is singing. <laughs> uh, and the rest of you. Yes, once everything Nev. is piled on there, as yes. soon as like Silas gets into position, I go, I'll race ya. And I'm gonna change into a wolf and I'm gonna start to run down the tracks. Uh, I'll never get used to that. As Nev runs <laughs> off in the distance and and Robin and Feruza, you sit down on the front edge and feel the wind blowing here. It's beautiful, it's warmer day to day. Still, you know, cold, but it's beautiful mm -hmm. sun finally touching your face. You haven't felt sun in so long. And um Robin as, is yes, Robin is looking at that picture she took as it finally yes. developed. And she's as just... it develops, yes. You see these forms that came <laughs> later, almost enveloping each of you, looking at you lovingly, as though as if they were always there. And the push cart continues down the tracks into the wilderness, and that is where we will end today's <laughs> chapter. Thank you all for being here with me. Thank you. <laughs> for prophesizing your futures on a limb. I appreciate that. Um, and we will see you all next week. Please remember that life itself is the most wonderful fairy tale. Good night. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Arte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.